The Hoosiers are 1-0, but it wasn't the prettiest uh, of wins necessarily, especially that second half. Leave them with a lot of questions going into a massive game that they don't have a lot of time to answer right now. But we are live on YouTube for the first time. We have Jared with us, and we are going to jump into all of it here in just a moment. You are Locked On Hoosiers, your daily podcast on the Indiana Hoosiers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome, everyone. It is Tuesday, September 14th. As I said, we are live on YouTube with Locked On Hoosiers today. Uh, I am Jacob Rude, your host, joined by Jared. Jared, man, I think I could watch that intro over and over again. I'm excited to be on YouTube now. Oh, it's so it's so much fun. It's like the big reveal on Pimp My Ride back in the day. I don't I don't know. If I'm, I'm hoping there's a lot of alumni listening to this because I'm I'm really hoping I'm I'm really hoping that they understand the reference. I don't think the kids will, but <laughs> the uh, that just reminded me of a memory I haven't thought of in a while. In that I was in in my senior year high school media class, we had to do various projects, and I just remembered we did a Pimp My Ride like parody video now that I am going to have to go dig up and find. But thank you for unearthing that memory for us. Uh, Thank you guys as well for making Locked on Hoosiers part of your day. I'm going to mention it a lot, but we're on YouTube. Head on over there. Subscribe if you haven't, which I'm sure none of you have because we just launched it today. Uh, While you guys are over there, be sure to leave comments. Let us know what you like and don't like. Hopefully you like this uh, photo. I had to put that in the background of the watch shot up. Uh, I will have others up, but I literally brought a hammer in. It's still right here. I brought it in last minute to uh, make sure I got that that photo in the background before we went live. Uh, we're going to be talking football, obviously, today. There's simply no better place to get all the news on the Big Ten Conference than with Nate Dickinson and the Big Ten Podcast. Follow the Locked On Big Ten podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. Be sure you are listening to us wherever you guys are listening to your favorite podcast. Subscribe, leave a rating and review. Follow the show at LO underscore Hoosiers. We have a lot to talk about today. A little bit on the offense, a little bit on the defense, and then we're going to talk a little bit about Cincinnati. But Jared, we obviously didn't have you on yesterday's show, so... Uh, let me know what what did you think of Saturday's game? What's kind of your big takeaways? So it's a little bit of a cop out, but my big takeaway is that I don't really have too many takeaways. Uh, mm-hmm. The reason for that being there wasn't ever really going to be a way that IU impressed me this weekend, barring some historic hundred to nothing win or something <laughs> along the lines of that. There were really only ways that they could make things worse. Um, so the positive is that they didn't make things worse. Um, it, you know, we we obviously, talking about this game, the first thing that we have to bring up is the offensive line play. Absolutely catastrophic. I, I, don't, I don't think there's another or better word for it. I mean, they were just horrific. They were, the defense was in Penix's face all morning. Well, not all morning, all early, or all early game. Long day, sorry. <laughs> but 
it um it, it was just a rough day at the office for them and you know you don't ever want to say it's idaho but it's idaho you know they weren't able to show up against iowa it's one thing not showing up against idaho is a real real problem especially going into now number eight in the country cincinnati then going into big 10 play i mean that's that's something that has to be fixed now and i don't know how they do it uh what are your thoughts about that jacob because i know you i know you were proud of some some really uh some really ugly statistics for that offensive line from the weekend yeah I, I kept hoping that at some point during the game there would be kind of a switch flipped and they would realize it's Idaho and they'd assert themselves. But the longer the game went, it seemed the worse they got, which is even more concerning. Uh, our fearless leader for the Locked On College Network, Ross Jackson, uh, kindly sent over the pro football focus grades for the offense and defense. We'll talk about the defense here in the second segment in just a minute. But the offense, it's not pretty when it comes to the offensive line, uh, especially with the fact that <laughs> a lot of them are at the bottom of this uh, of these ratings. So if you're starting from the left, left tackle, uh, Luke Haggard had a, a 66.4 grade. That's 13th on the team out of 36 guys that took snaps. A lot of those were garbage time. Uh, a lot of single-digit snap counts there. Mike Kadich at left guard was worst graded um, member of that offensive line at 54.8. He was 32nd on the team in total. Dylan Powell was 61.6. He was 19th uh, at right guard. Bedford, who moved over there, I thought at times looked decent. But he's still graded out at 58.3, which is 27th. And then Caleb Jones, actually, who I know has drawn the ire of a lot of IU fans. Uh, he was actually the highest graded uh, offensive lineman. He moved over to right tackle, was 69.9. A nice performance from him. Uh, he was ninth on the team in total. But, <laughs> again, it was Idaho. Their front seven was decent. And we talked about that last week going into uh, the game. But the fact that this team just can't – this offensive line just can't seem to get it together, like, it, it really derailed everything. I mean, how, is, how big of a concern is that for you right now? Big. I mean, yeah. it's it's enormous. It, it's gonna it affects everything that the team does. Look, early in the game, they couldn't establish wide open running lanes. You know, even if you look at the final stat sheet, you know, obviously Carr had 118 rushing yards. It took took him 22 carries to get there. Only had one touchdown. I mean, there this it, it's a rough performance all around. And then you get to the passing game. Obviously, again, we're a running football team. That's our identity. That's what we built around. But the passing game needs to open up a little bit. Obviously, it struggled against Iowa in a major way. They obviously avoided some turnovers, which was good. The obvious, the, the you know, that's the big plus in the room. But Penix just was not good. He did not look like the guy, and quite frankly, he looked a little bit timid behind that offensive line. He looks like he's he's thinking a little bit too much because he looks scared. I mean, yeah. they, truth be told, he just looks scared back there. So, you know. Hopefully they can start figuring things out and Penix can get that mentality right. But I have deep, deep concerns moving forward. You know, it's one game could be a little bit of a blip. 
Now we're at two games in a row. If they struggle against Cincinnati, I don't think this fares well for them moving forward. The most concerning part about a lot of these numbers is they're decent-ish in uh, at least last week they were in the past. They are just everybody is bad blocking in the run. Like, and as you said, this is you need to be able to run the ball. So, like, the fact that they can't get any kind of push. There were a couple times in some of the power situations, the fourth and one in the opening drive, and then that goal line situation. They got enough of a push, but the fact that I can name you the two examples is kind of telling of, like, I, I shouldn't be able to. That should, they, Those were the exception on the night. Uh they brought in Zach Carpenter, who is the transfer from Michigan at center at one point. He played alongside the starters. He ended up with 22 snaps. He graded out at a 65.6, which would have been third highest right there with Luke Haggard. Um, I don't know. I was a little surprised he wasn't the starter. It sounded like the coaching staff had settled on Powell being the starter pretty early on in fall camp. It'll be interesting to see if that change is made. But the problem is there I don't really think there's any one player you can like it's not one player that is holding this offensive line back. Like this is a an entire unit that is struggling for the second year in a row at this point. So like I agree, Penix looks timid. He looks he gets some fire feet at times because I don't think he trusts his offensive line to hold up. The handful of times he had a clean pocket his throws were on time on target where they needed to be to lead his receivers where they needed to go. But those were few and far between that. It's, it's really a worry because like you said, against Iowa, it's one thing, but against Idaho, that wasn't, (laughs) that was not a pretty performance. Uh, One last, well, one last person real quick. We need to mention as well with this offensive line is Peyton Hendershot too, because he was in for a lot of blocking situations, pass blocking situations as well. He was the lowest graded player for IU at a 49.1. And that came with him playing 43 snaps. So this is just like an entire, just anybody who steps on that offensive line is struggling right now. Yeah. Anything it touches is becoming a real issue. And look, do we ask the question, you know, is it the system or is it the players? It could be. And goes low. Thanks, ESPN app. Uh, <laughs> it could be. It could be any. It, yeah. Those those ads, they get you. You always think you mute them and then all of a sudden, poof. Um, but no, you have to ask, is it the system? Is it the players? Look, the players obviously haven't changed too much. I don't think that they can be that. that that bad they're big 10 offensive linemen i mean it cannot be this bad so uh, the coaching has to get something figured out schematically to cover for this or else it could really really spiral the entire season and look the offense when you need to get the passing game going the safety valve is always the tight end if hendershot isn't there it's going to be a real struggle against teams like ohio state like wisconsin I mean, you're not going to go into those stadiums, and I think there were four receivers that caught a pass this week, even less than last week against Iowa. I know they were obviously running the football because they were protecting a big lead, but it's really concerning that they can't figure out how to get him going in the passing game or in the blocking game. 
So mm-hmm. something needs to be, something needs to be done to make that a priority in fixing this offense. I want to talk more about Hendershot and the tight ends here in just a moment. But first, let's talk about a new way to play daily fantasy sports. It's called prize picks. I don't know if you guys have heard about them. I only recently heard about them, but it's an entirely new way to do daily fantasy. Prize picks offers every sport you guys can think of. It has NFL, college football, NBA, college basketball, WNBA is on there, baseball, Esports are on there, whatever you guys could possibly want. Um, It offers more college football props than anyone in the world and offers all the star players of the Power 5 teams as well as mid-major players you might not have even heard of. Price Picks offers any prop you can think of from yardage to touchdowns to even fantasy points. Uh, all All users who will deposit money here in the coming week We will have an offer for you soon, so hang out, get familiar with it, and we will have an offer for you guys coming. Uh, But it's pretty simple. You just pick two to five players. You you pick whatever prop you want, and you pick the over or under, pair them all together. And I think the thing I like the most is that you can choose a flex option so that if one or two of the legs don't hit, uh, you don't lose the entire bet which is the most frustrating thing as a fan of uh, kind of parlays and bigger bets like that. Uh, I hate getting four of the five right and losing out on all the money, and they offer you a lifeline there. You can also do mixed sports. So later in the season, if you think uh, Mike Penix might hit his over in yards and Trace Jackson Davis will hit his over in points, they have you guys set, and you can take the over on both of those. So use the award-winning app on both the App Store and Google Play. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's that easy. PrizePix is safe and offers fast withdrawals. Don't hesitate. Check out prizepix.com or go to the App Store and download the app today. PrizePix is daily fantasy made easy. Also have to mention the guys over at Rock Auto. Uh, Whether you have a, a Ford or a Fiat, these guys have you covered. Why go into a, a local auto parts store where they're going to tell you they don't have the part in stock and order it anyway? You guys can just skip the middleman and do it yourself at rockauto.com. Saves you time, saves you money, uh, saves you the markup prices that all those local auto parts stores are going to uh, tack on. It's a family business. They've been serving do-it-yourselfers for 20 years. Uh, it's reliably low prices for every customer. And they have everything you need, whether it's brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, even carpets. Uh, Go explore their easy-to-use website and find the solution to your auto parts needs. Go to rockauto.com right now and sell the parts available for your car or truck. Right locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us section so they know that we sent you. Right before that, we were obviously talking about uh, the tight end position. I'm with you. Peyton Hendershot had such a good sophomore season. And we thought last year was the blip, and it turns out, unfortunately, maybe that sophomore season was the blip. Uh, He did pass block decently well. Hilariously, he would have ranked as one of the best offensive linemen uh, relative in pass blocking. But uh, the fact he's not making an impact in the passing game, like you don't, we don't want Peyton Hendershot to be a good pass blocker. We want him to be a good receiver. And it's interesting now. Because it's an incredibly small sample size, but A.J. Barner was the one with the big touchdown. 
Uh, he, it was a beautiful throw by Jack Tuttle late in the game, but Barner was the one with the big touchdown. He graded out best. That was small sample size. Matt Bjornson graded out. If you're taking kind of sample size into account, he graded out as the best tight end at this point. Uh, he was in run blocking and I, does, should Peyton Hendershot be worried about his starting position at this point? He should be. If you know, he should have been if if his backups weren't playing that well. You know, let yeah. alone the fact that they were playing well. So he's got to. St- he, I mean, he's got to step it up, or else they. Re- I really do think that they need to step in and replace him. Obviously, opinions are going to be skewed by the large by the long touchdown. Maybe that's what this offense needs. You know, yeah. maybe that's what this offense needs to get going. You know, you were talking about. Uh, about taking Michael Penix's over on prize picks before. That won't be me. I would be taking the under. <laughs> I'd be taking the under if anything. Maybe throwing another tight end in there changes that. So that's all that's that that's what I, you know, that's what I have to say about that. The certainly is um there's a need for explosive plays on this team right now. And there's a need for um a tight end that kind of of a safety valve type of option and Hendershot hasn't been able to be that what we have been able to rely upon through two weeks and through a lot of uh, Tom Allen's tenure is an elite defense that seems to just be keep they're they're getting better and I thought again it was Idaho but the defense played like you would expect a defense to play against a uh a FCS team. I was going to say mid-major, but they're even they're even lower than that. An FCS team. They were just swarming to start the game. Um, they, I mean, there were guys. All the starters ranked highly. Uh, Justin Guetti, who stepped in as a starter this week, was actually the highest graded defensive player. Again, it's weird. Like none of these guys relative. Seventy-five point eight was the highest, but like they just didn't have snaps like they they were just turning the ball over so quickly and it was three and out so fast that uh there wasn't any snaps to be had micah mcfadden uh, was the next highest starter at 70.7 he had the big strip sack fumble force fumble uh Ryder anderson's up there what'd you make of this defense on saturday they're good i mean this is a good defense we knew coming into the year that they were going to be good and they were damn good against Iowa. You know, they had, except for that first rushing touchdown where they were the only people on the planet who didn't know that Iowa were going to run the football. <laughs> they've been they've been stellar the, you know, these first two games. I feel really, really good about them moving forward. I, I think, look, they're going to keep us competitive. They're going to keep us competitive in almost every single game if they play like they have the first two weeks. That's not the, the concern with them. That's never been the concern with the team. Yeah. But you know, look, that being said, you know, Tom Allen came in. What did he what did he say? He wanted a top ten defense. Yeah. He's got I think he's got it. I think he's got it. These are all his players. This is fully his system. I, I think he's got his top ten defense this year. What about you? It's gonna be interesting because like this is a really talented defense. Top ten is a I mean it's kind of an arbitrary number, but I mean, this defense is so good. And I think the difference this year is that the defensive line 
is able to create pressure where that wasn't the case last season. It was a lot of success in spite of that defensive line. Ryder Anderson and Weston Kramer have both been uh, terrific this season. Weston Kramer was uh, 7th in PFF grade. Um, he was at a 67.6. Raheem Lane was up there. He's been in, he's made the switch to safety and has been incredible. Uh, there really wasn't a bad performance from the starters for the defense. So the problem is, as you said, they're able to keep us in games. They're going to need to win games right now. It, but is, is this – I mean, I don't think it's crazy to say that they can win some games. It's going to be a test against Cincinnati. But if you get defense like they played on Saturday and anything, that special team's performance isn't going to be replicated. But get a big special team's performance. Like, I think that they're good enough to win you a game at this point. I think – they're good enough to win you a game. The problem is, at some point, the other team's going to have to have... You know, at, some t- at some point, we're going to have to have the ball on offense. As, well, long yeah, as, we, as long as we limit those turnovers on the offensive side of the ball, I think we'll be okay with the scoring. And if we're okay, you know, we don't have to be... We're not an offense built to put up 35 points a game, but we also don't need to be an offense that puts up 35 points a game. So I, I feel... I just feel like this defense really, really could be special. I think they're guaranteed to force one, definitely one, probably two to three turnovers a game at the college ranks. I mean, they just play so well and cohesively as a unit. And that's what you want to see. And that's, that's what's so mystifying about the fact that the offense isn't there is you watch the special teams play like they did this weekend. I don't care that they're not going to you know, run all these kicks back every single week. They played really well, cohesively, and they played fundamental football. You say the same thing about the defense. So, again, don't want to keep harping on the offense. No, but that's the yeah. only. That's the only unit that hasn't that hasn't shown those fundamentals, and we should keep anyways, harping on the on the. Yeah, I mean, we should want, keep harping on the offense. The special teams, because I I do feel bad ripping on the offense so much when again we put up fifty six points and the special teams played like they did this weekend. So hats off to them and the defense. Yeah, I, they deserve all the props. That was shout out to Casey Teagarden, the special teams coach. He, uh, him, and that unit were incredible. You get any, you get a performance like that against any team, and you're gonna win that game. But the problem is that. <laughs> The next team on the schedule is Cincinnati, and that is a daunting task for even uh, the finest-tuned teams, and that's not the Hoosiers right now. Uh, But we will dive in a little bit, kind of make that switch over to looking forward to Cincinnati. Before we do that, we have to tell you about betonline.ag. They're back and better than ever. All the eyes are turning to the gridiron. NFL got started this weekend. College football is getting or is well underway, I should say. And as always, BetOnline is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. They have a new updated site with even more odds and props and contests. So head to the website or use your mobile app to sign up today and receive your 100% welcome bonus. That's double your initial deposit just for signing up. Don't forget to use promo code NFL100. 
they right now have the Hoosiers. We were talking about this before the game. IU is only opening as a three and a half point underdog, which I felt was surprising uh, based on the the performances. Maybe we're being a little too harsh, but I certainly did not expect a three and a half point uh, line there. I thought it'd be a little bit bigger. Uh, we will talk about that in just a second, but whether it's football, basketball, boxing, or even your favorite Vegas casino games, Bet Online has you guys covered. They're the fastest and easiest way to bet. Bet Online, your online sports book experts. What do you make of this three and a half line? And is that where you expected it to be? Uh, is that where I expected it to be? Absolutely not. Uh, the only evidence that I have to the contrary is my eyes and my brain. <laughs> but that's that's neither here nor there, quite frankly. We were, again, we were talking about it before the podcast. It makes me feel really, really good about the Hoosiers. It makes me feel like Vegas knows something that everybody else doesn't. And when that happens, Vegas tends to come out on top. Uh, but, but but who's to say? No, Vegas <laughs> always to... knows. Every time I, I'm still a victim of thinking, oh, I have Vegas right where I want them. And <laughs> Vegas is always right. So... I mean, in that regard, I I did feel a little bit better when I saw that line and thought, huh, maybe I'm being a little too harsh, a little too harsh on uh, IU, and maybe they aren't quite as bad as I thought they were. So, I, I know obviously it's a top ten ranked Cincinnati team. They're number eight in both the coaches and uh, media poll coming into this game. The highest ranked team in Ohio coming into this game. Uh, do I, I felt again, I felt a lot worse about this coming in, but does IU have a realistic chance at, at winning this game? Well, I'll just tell you what I told you right before. You know, with this defense, they're always gonna be in a game. I, I really well and truly think that. I, I don't think Cincinnati or anything special. Look at it, they're not Alabama. Yeah. Any game is gonna be any game against any non-Alabama team, quite frankly, is winnable. I, I mark that down as winnable. But I feel good. I feel good. I feel good. The defense is in a really solid place. The special teams has a lot of momentum. The offense, again, we just scored 56 points. I know all of it wasn't offensive, but they're getting their groove a little bit. If the offensive line holds, I feel I hesitate to use the word good. Because when you <laughs> whenever you use the words feeling good about an Indiana team, it never works out well. So I'll 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 just say I'll feel more confident than I should if we can figure out the offensive line issues, just even a little bit, if, if we can get yeah. to league average play, uh, if we get to league average play, we're back to being the 15th, 16th best team in the, in the nation, right where we were two weeks ago and all the panic is going to go away. So yeah. that's, that's where I stand. 15th, 16th, or excuse me, getting league average play puts the Hoosiers back in the conversation in the Big Ten East because that seems to be Ohio State isn't quite what we thought they would be uh, through two weeks. So, But I, I think another important factor for Saturday is going to be the atmosphere as well. Uh, the coaches, the players, everybody who spoke on Monday were, went out of their way to talk about the fans, especially the student section. I've, I've been around IU football for – a decade now, I never saw that many fans there, and I never saw them get there. Or excuse me, 
students. I've seen more fans there. I've never seen that many <laughs> students there, and I've never seen that many or get there that early. They were there. That that student section was halfway full 70 minutes before the game. So that's the group that has never really come out is the students. You, they've been able to sell out games because the enemy team brings in people and they buy up all the tickets and it's a an Ohio State home game or a Michigan home game or whatever it may be. That was, I mean, obviously Idaho wasn't going to bring anybody, but if you get that kind of turnout on Saturday, I mean, it's already a sellout. So you have to imagine that uh, a good chunk of those are IU fans. I know Cincinnati isn't that far of a drive, but you get that type of student turnout, that atmosphere is going to be absolutely rocking on Saturday. Yeah, it's not exactly going to be uh, Purdue on Thanksgiving break. <laughs> God, yeah, that drives me nuts. My, that's my take. I had to, I had to bring that up. I knew that was going to drive you nuts. <laughs> I I yeah. again I I've been at I around IU for since '09, so actually over a decade. Uh, that freshman year '09 is the only time I've been able to watch IU Purdue play. That's crazy. I hate that. I yeah. hate it. I hate it. So, I hate it so much. But yeah, the atmosphere is going to be electric. It's you know Cincinnati doesn't matter. Kentucky, Kansas, Texas. There's a number eight next to that name. Mm-hmm. They're going to show out. They're going to show out. They're going to be loud. I have a lot of faith in the student section. All it's going to take is the team just needs to replicate that on the field. If the team replicates the energy that I think is going to be in the stands on Saturday, and they replicate that on the field. I think they come out with a win. I, I, that's that's all it's going to be is is they got to bring that energy and they got to bring the intangibles. They showed the intangibles this weekend. Can they show them again next weekend against a ranked team when it really really counts? They got the win. Get number two. Yeah, it's going to be a fired up group. You mentioned the special teams going to have that momentum rolling. They're going to be all over the place. The defense doesn't even need momentum. It seems like, and they're but they are. They were flying all over the place from the get-go on Saturday. That offense is all we need, just a league average offense, and, and we're going to be there. But we will have a, more time this week to talk about Cincinnati, talk about what the Hoosiers are going to need to do. Uh, that will wrap up today's show. Again, our first show on YouTube. For those listening on whatever podcast app you are on, head on over to YouTube real quick. Give us a subscription. Uh, support us over there like you guys have supported downloading the podcast. We will discuss tomorrow all the rest of the IU sports, get caught up on men's and women's soccer. Women's soccer team is kicking ass, to be honest. So we'll get caught up on them and uh, look at some of the quotes from the week for IU football, and then we will preview Cincinnati on Thursday. You can follow us on Twitter at LO underscore Hoosiers. You can go subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already. Leave a rating and review. While you're there, listen to the new Locked on Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. You can get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow the Locked on Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag or wherever you guys get podcasts. Have a great Tuesday, everybody, and L-E-O.